Hi, and welcome back to Fast Chip Performance. My name's Tim Davies. It's great to come back with another post. Uh, my wife made me, forced me to go walking in Portugal in the mountains to the north and Lima Valley near to um, the Spanish border, which was uh, very therapeutic. And I'm sure I'm going to put up a post at some point about mindfulness. And actually, it was pretty good to get away and just have some time off. And I talk about that a little bit in this post. Uh, and saying that, of course, if there are things and there are questions you guys have, then by all means, uh, Twitter is a great medium to uh, post me a question. Recently, a guy was asking me about the e-bar in the head-up display, a guy called RAF Simmer. If you want to find him, it's at RAF underscore Simmer. And he was asking about what the purpose of the e-bar was. Um, and I conversed with him. We talked about how it showed the alpha of the aircraft or the angle of attack to the airflow, which allowed me then to talk about the landing speeds we had. And I think I put a couple of pictures up there. He's into simulation. Uh, very much the simulation is, is, is real now. So it's very uh, relative to the aircraft we fly. It was quite good to engage on that in that respect. Right, the post I've got for you today then really is uh, one I hope you kind of enjoy. It's um, the five essential productivity tips to fighter pilot performance. Okay, the read time is a fast 10 minutes because already I know that you are a productivity ninja. I'm going to run through it. It's late on a Friday. We ran a four ship today around, uh, around Wales. It's the first time on the squadron we've done that. That's four aircraft, two out front, two out back. I led, I led the back pair um, with about a 20-second split on the front pair, so around about two to two and a half miles, uh, and we're trying to do a bit more of those today. So we have been debriefing that for a while. So I'm going to get this out quite quickly because I'm quite tired. I've got some things to do this evening. Uh, so let's have a look then. Uh, what are we doing? Five essential productivity tips to fighter pilot performance. Okay, so you've heard of the saying, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. But often it seemed that the more I did, the less I actually got done. My three-year tour as a senior executive on what was arguably, at the time, the busiest fast jet squadron in the Royal Air Force was a brutal and demanding tour with high workload and long days. In effect, we were building a brand new squadron with a brand new aircraft. The infrastructure was also new, as were the civilian partnerships that we had entered into. I pretty much worked myself into the ground, but towards the end, ironically, after I'd taken my option to leave the service, I managed to seek out some working practices that helped to lower my stress levels, yet increase my productivity. So, five quick tips for a more productive and less stressed you. Number one, stop procrastinating. As I found out, when you have so much work to do, it can be hard to know where to start. Just as you're getting to the top of one thing, another task comes in. In the Pomodoro Technique, author Francesco Cirillo recommends allocating a chunk of dedicated and focused time to concentrate solely on one particular task. He calls these tasks Pomodori, the Italian plural for tomato, as it was a kitchen timer in the shape of a tomato that he first used to develop the technique. Now, he recommends that you have a timer, like a kitchen timer, egg timer, or phone, set for between 20 to 40 minutes, and he actually suggests 25 minutes. And for that length of time, you solely concentrate on one task. Now, when you finish the Pomodori, you can go and take a five-minute break, make some tea, check emails, etc. But the Pomodori must be uninterrupted. He recommends being firm with people that might try to steal your time during this period by telling them that you'll call them back later. He also suggests getting a timer that clicks as it counts down. It'll remind you that you are in the focus zone. Now, a TED Talk is 18 minutes long for a reason. 
is because that's realistically the longest time that we can concentrate for before getting candy crush withdrawal symptoms and ruining our focus. Throughout the day though, you don't want to concentrate solely on one thing. You will get bored of it and it will drag you down. Also, if you just do one thing all day, you'll go home thinking that you haven't achieved very much. By doing a few things, you'll keep them fresh in your mind and it will let you discuss their progress with your boss or your team. You might allocate a presentation that you have to write, two Pomodoris, and a phone call, one. Remember to take those breaks though. Takeaway, set your tasks in the 25 minute chunks, Pomodoros, and then take a five to 10 minute break. Okay, point two. Tip two, stop looking at email. It's email, not immediate mail. You don't have to check it every five minutes. Now, when I learned to work more efficiently, I added a line to my signature block that said, this email is checked twice a day at 1100 and 1600 hours. Call me if it's urgent. Strange enough, nobody ever called. Look at email as small bits of distraction. They are so pretty, I must open it. Sometimes an email can take you longer to answer than they did for the sender to write. In most cases, I limit my emails to less than four to five sentences. And remember, it's not a conversation you're having. That's what the phone is for. Now, when the boss says, hey, did you get the email I sent you? You can honestly say, I haven't checked yet, but I've been too busy being an awesome time management guru. Boom, you are the hero. Look, another email technique is to leave an email unanswered and see whether the sender emails you again or calls you. I have a buddy that when he comes back from holiday, he has a policy of just deleting his inbox. He believes that the two days he spend going through the emails will be wasted as most of it will be redundant now. So he may as well delete them all anyway. Takeaway, own your email. It's email, not immediate mail. Be disciplined with it. Sometimes it's easier to call the sender rather than write a lengthy response. Top tip, never write an angry email. It can be misinterpreted or used against you. Face-to-face or a phone call is 10 times safer for your longevity in the workplace. Tip three, take a meeting with yourself. Now, when I went through Dartmouth with the Royal Navy, the Commodore who ran the college would retire to his stateroom for reading time for two hours every day. He believed in his own education. And if you are only ever giving to the company you work for, you will never be able to grow yourself and the company won't ever gain from your increased knowledge. Not every reader is a leader, but every leader is a reader. You cannot expect to excel alone. You need mentors who have been there before you and their wise words can be found in the books they have written. Allocate time throughout the day for your own education and stick to it. If you found a book useful, maybe offer it to your boss for them to read. Start a reading club even. If you find an article online that you want to read but haven't got the time, consider using something like Instapaper, which allows you to save long web pages to read later when you do have the time. Also, try and get some exercise. I used to work at MOD Boscombe Down, and they have a path that went around the base so that during the lunch hour, people could go for a walk where they chat things through with co-workers or just relax by themselves. Takeaway, the only person that is going to invest in you is you. It is your duty to yourself, your family, and your employer to further your own education. Tip four, turn down work. If you don't tell your boss that you are loaded up with work, he or she will keep tasking into you. One good technique for when you are given a task by your superior is to ask them how they want that task prioritized. 
you'll normally receive a quizzical look. This is when you explain what your focus is on at that moment and ask whether this new task should take priority. When given too much work, people in high stress jobs will burn themselves out if you let them, which is why I forced my team to take their leave and any courses that I could get them onto. Guess who was the one guy that didn't take any leave or holiday time? Me. In fact, when I went to tell my boss that I had decided to leave the service, I had 20 days of leave remaining with a month and a half to take it in. I had four weeks of leave to take out of the remaining six. I was that involved with the job. Now, in her book, Lean In, Facebook COO Sheryl Sandberg says that whenever anybody came to her saying they were leaving, she always asked how much leave they had remaining. She then insists that they take some leave and then come back and see her afterwards. If you have a team of people working for you, take note of this. People, especially high achievers, will forgo leave if they get too involved with the job. Now, takeaway, openness with your boss breeds trust. Ask them what work they want prioritized if you start to feel overloaded. Tip five, and the last tip you'll be happy to hear, work smarter. Look, stop multitasking. Use the Pareto principle and the 90% solution. Now, multitasking is where you switch between multiple activities such as email, answering the phone, and chatting to a colleague. Humans are very poor at multitasking. And before you ask, so are pilots. Pilots don't multitask. They just prioritize a list of separate tasks exceptionally quickly. The Pareto Principle states that 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. So for you, find the 20% of the effort that will get you the 80% of the reward. This might be setting up an important meeting or dealing with your biggest priority task first that day. In the 1940s, a guy called William Rosenberg had over 200 catering trucks on the East Coast of America. One day, he discovered that 55% of his profits came from just two items, coffee and donuts. So he decided to stop selling everything else and focus on those two things. And in 1948, he opened his first Dunkin' Donuts. And now there are more than 10,000 Dunkin' Donuts stores in more than 30 countries around the world. Focus on what gets you the most results. The 90% solution states that if you strive for perfection in all of the work you do, you'll probably not complete any of it. When a pilot is flying, they don't have enough time, fuel, or patience to complete all of their tasks to 100% completely. So they tend to do things to 90% of the way there and move on to the next task. We call it economy of effort. Although when the police caught a friend of mine driving his car whilst on his phone and eating a Big Mac, they failed to appreciate this as his excuse. Oh, and don't go to meetings that don't have an agenda. A meeting without an agenda or a set end time is called a chat and doesn't warrant your precious time. Takeaway, you are smart. Do the thing that gets you the most results. Don't multitask and don't go for perfection. You haven't got the time. Okay, I hope that helped. And if you've got any great tips that you use yourself, then I'd love to hear them, okay? Because I can take them back to the squadron and get the guys involved in that. That is great. Hey, listen, thanks for listening. Stay awesome. Until next time. Tim Davis.